Welcome to What's Your Beef? Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello and welcome to What's Your Beef? I'm Jane Cudahy. For many of us on the land, fences are almost part of the landscape. For most producers, they are as much part of a grazing enterprise as the cattle themselves. But the history of fencing in Australia is actually quite interesting. And if you've ever been stuck rolling up a few kilometres of wire from your granddad's day, you know that innovation has certainly made a mark over the years. Mark Harris is the Global Animal Management Marketing Manager for Gallagher, one of Australia's favourite brands for fencing products. Hey Mark, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Jane. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for joining us today. I actually I want to start at the very beginning, beginning before even your time, because I love how the story of Gallagher fencing came about. And of course, being an innovative company, it was the result of a simple solution to a farm problem, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Bill Gallagher Senior was the was the founder of the company. He was originally a, a dairy farmer in New Zealand. And um, he had a problem with a horse that was um, regularly uh, rubbing up and scratching on his Essex car. And he had a brainwave and thought, well, maybe I could, um, I could wire that car up to the magneto and, um, and, and make it so that when the horse touched the car, that the car became alive, electric, and, uh, and the horse would get a shock. So he figured out a way of doing that using a rubber band and a stick as quite a few good inventions start with and um and when the horse um uh touched the car it, it never went uh, near the near that that uh that car again after after setting up that little experiment so that was the birth of electric fencing gosh and i love the i love the way that too like all my memories as kids with electric fences is holding a stick on it too to see who could get the first shock so i love the fact that this started with a stick and a rubber band as well yeah no he's a very inventive guy um he not only did did that um started making electric fencing fencing also made his own machinery like he t- made a tractor out of an old car and during the war i think he made a um a uh he, he made a coal gas converter so that he could run the car a, a normal petrol driven motor on on coal gas so very innovative person absolutely and look i'm going to have to put my hand up here and um and admit that uh, as of today, I now realise that Gallagher is a New Zealand company. The windmills always tricked me into thinking it was an Australian brand. So uh, the, can you talk about how that business really grew from, you know, on-farm in New Zealand to the global company that it is today? Yeah. Um, so Bill Gallagher Sr., he, the story was he, he started making electric fence units to um, heat up a, a wire so that he could control his dairy cows. And the, um, the neighbours saw this and, and they wanted one and, and so eventually he got started and sold the farm and, and went into business. And um, and then uh, after a while, he, he got the company up to about 10 staff selling these electric fence units and making uh, various other farm machinery spreaders and things. And his sons came into the business, um, uh, Sir William Gallagher now and, uh, and John Gallagher, and they had aspirations to take this technology to the world. And... Um, there was also a breakthrough that happened uh, in about the, in the mid '60s, where the low impedance electric fence energizer was developed, and uh, that particular technology enabled fences, permanent fences, to be powered. Because you, now that that would overcome the the grass touching the fence, 
and enable uh, the fence to be electrified over long distances. And so that was really the breakthrough that got the company going. And um, so William Gallagher was really interested in travel and growing the business offshore. And Australia was the first market he went to in the early 70s. So, uh, and then he just grew, it grew from there. And we've been in Australia, you know, for a very long time. And um, Australia is, uh, is our most important market for the company these days. Why, why is it an important market? Is that, is that just a throughput? Uh, well, we have, uh, people uh, may not know, but uh, Gallagher has actually got uh, multiple um, businesses. One of them is animal management that our farming community uh, are aware of. And, and then we're also in security. We manage large-scale um, buildings, and we also make uh, fuel dispensing systems. So, and Australia is quite significant in, across all those three businesses. So, yeah, so we do a lot of business in, in Australia, and uh, and and yeah, that's that's very important uh, to to the group. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go into some of the other innovations in different parts of the business. But I did want to come back to you. You are a, a dairy farmer as well, third generation as I understand. And so that um, must be an interesting sort of day when you're you're a dairy farmer and you're also a marketing manager for Gallagher. So how do those two worlds marry together? I'm a um, third generation uh, farmer uh, based in, uh, in the Waikato in New Zealand. And, um, and I also, but I was more interested in, in the early days in, in engineering. And, um, and so I went off and became an engineer and uh, through various um, pathways, I found myself at Gallagher in, in, a, um, in an engineering role. And but my love of farming has always been there, and uh, and so I've I've taken over the the, run, the management of our of our farm and, and growing that business. And of course, the um, basically what what Gallagher is doing is creating new technologies to to help pastoral farming um, systems. So it's it's kind of like in one hand, I'm working for Gallagher, helping create the future for for farming and on the other hand I'm on the also a customer uh, for Gallagher so it's it's uh, a really it's an awesome um, it's an awesome place to be well, it just sounds like you, your bosses are making you get every little square inch out of your work day really there's, there's not a lot of downtime there <laughs> yeah. no and and it's quite nice because the my own farm's got you know it's quite often got uh, engineers running around it doing things and, and stuff figuring things out so uh, it's quite a good, um, it's quite a good balance. So, what have you got on your own farm that you can sort of promote for for Gallagher? What are you using um, in your operation? Um, well, the, I've, my whole, I've got two blocks, and they're, they're both um, fully uh, electric fence with with permanent electric fence. And so, we, we you know, a lot of our new components that we're for the fence are, are used out there. So, some of our our strainers and and um, and post solutions are, are used out there. Also. Um, the large energizers that we make, um, you know, we, we make energizers that can power sort of uh, 50 kilometres of fence, so that can cover a fair uh, a fair area, and so those units are out there um, powering my fences. So uh, it pays not to um, accidentally rub into the fences out there because no, um, you're not going to you're probably not going <laughs> to want to do it again. No, there's no kids putting sticks on those electric fences. Uh, no, that no. sounds like more something out of Jurassic Park, really. That's. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's not that bad, um, <laughs> but they do work very, very well. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, that soon. But um, yeah, we, we've got a lot of remote monitoring technology associated with the fencing, so we can you know we can monitor and and know that the fences are working all the time. So so I can tell now what what's happening at home uh, from the office. So now it's it's um, it's good fun. 
Well, I guess when you we just might even pick up on that there because remote monitoring of, of many aspects of your business is is quite important and quite um, quite a big part of your business. So, starting with the fencing, what kind of um, innovations there are increasing productivity? You mentioned you know remote monitoring, but um, what else is involved? Yeah, well, in Australia, we we've um, you know we've had a lot of success in the last few years. With our high-powered energizers that um, that that also include monitoring technology, so um, you know there's a lot of feral animal um, issues to deal with in, in Australia, and our team has have done a lot of work to um, help farmers to to preserve their pasture and make sure their pasture is available for cattle. Um, and so we've we've got some uh, really good fencing solutions we sell for that purpose. Uh, we've got the Gallagher Western Fence um, solution, which is a multi-wire fence um, that's significant, significantly lower cost per per kilometre to build than a than a conventional fence, and it has the added, added benefit with this monitoring solution that we can tell that the fence is working, uh, and if there is ever a problem, uh, enable the farmer to respond before before any um, uh, animals come in or animals escape. So. Some quite good stuff here. What kind of operations are using those systems? Like, you know, it's obviously not going to be huge cattle operations in the Northern Territory, but there'd be, are they dairy farms or smaller scales? No, 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 there's, there's plenty, of, plenty of cattle um, producers that are that are using um, this fencing system to um, to keep roos, you know, out of, out of the, um, out of the grazing areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now all over Australia, yeah. All over. The solutions are being used. Yep. Excellent. And now, what what's unique about your fencing systems? Well, what's what's unique is the uh, is first the, the Gallagher Western Fence solution is a is a suspension fence. That's a that's a unique solution in, in itself. It's very very fast to put up. You know, small numbers of a small crew can can put up um, several kilometres per day easily. Um, what's also unique is the monitoring that we we associate with our energisers. So, a lot of People that have used electric fencing will be aware of the of the testers that we we provide to help you find faults on the fence. You know the little little yep. tester uh, that yep. measures the voltage and the current in the fence. Mm-hmm. Well, we we make a device that sits out on the fence permanently and constantly measures the voltage and current at various places in the in the fence. And we use the fence line as a as a communication pipe. So um, these little these little gadgets will sit out there and they'll every pulse they'll monitor the uh, voltage and the current. And every so often, or if there's a fault, they will send that information down the fence line back to the energizer. The energizer is connected to the, to the uh, internet, and then via the internet, you'll get a message onto your phone. So um, you're literally connected. The fence is talking to you via your mobile phone at all times. You can turn the thing on and off. So that, that's a unique solution, and it's been extremely successful in Australia. Where um, feral, you know, picking the feral situation, where if you have a breach uh, of the of the fence or something goes wrong, it's really useful to know about it quickly so that you don't end up with a whole lot of um, animals inside or animals outside that you uh, weren't planning on. So how does that work? You've got water monitoring systems as well. So is it the same sort of yeah, technology have, for that? Yeah, the, the water monitoring. We're not using the fence line with our water monitoring system. There, we're using uh, radio comms. Um, we use the fence on the on the on the fence line because we've got the fence line there, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the energizer is connected to the fence, so it kind of is just natural to use that. Mm. With our water monitoring, we use um, RF comms, so we've got level monitoring system um, for monitoring tanks and etc. What are the, some of the other innovations that you're working on at the moment? We've talked a little bit about our fencing solutions. 
We also um, make a, a quite a sophisticated range of animal monitoring gear, weigh scales and RFID readers for monitoring cattle growth and performance. And uh, we've invested quite heavily in that technology to really help um, farmers understand which animals are performing, um, which animals are not looking at growth rates, kilos per day of, of, of growth, etc. So we make a range of, of weigh scales. Sorry, does that marry in with some of the existing software and, and those monitoring programs that, that are already on the market or is this something completely separate, like is the software separate? Yeah, we've been in weigh scales for a long period of time, for more than 20 years, uh, and before that uh, the brand was, was known as Roadway. What... Uh, um, what our, our gear is compatible with all the leading software brands uh, in Australia. And really, our weighing and EID range has been developed for Australia. Um, and that's on the back, largely, of the, um, the NLIS scheme that's op- operational in Australia. That's led to, it's led to a lot of uh, monitoring activity for, of cattle production uh, in Australia. And yeah, a lot and of it's only, getting, it's only getting more and more, isn't it? Exactly. It, yeah, that, that tag means that um, provides the basis for um, recording, you know, basically the, the production data on, on all the individuals on the on the property. And um, and our, we make um, some quite sophisticated gear that make it very very easy for for farmers to be able to record the livestock weights against their RFID number, plus any other observations that they want to record crush side. So things like, um, you know. Uh, breed, sex, um, any observations about the animal. Um, we can record um, parentage. There's a lot of stud guys that are using our gear as well to record their, their animal performance. So, uh, and, the, and the gear's made, we, we've made, spent a lot of money making gear that's easy to use for everyday farmers. We've used touchscreen, we've put touchscreen technology into, all our, into a lot of our products. And that, that means that we can kind of guide you through how to recall that data and then how to access it later on. So, yeah, some quite quite neat stuff that's been um, that's come onto the market in the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that it's only going to become more and more relevant um, as there seems to be a real push to, to really use some of these um, products as more management tools now after the initial backlash to the NLIS. Um what do you using on on your like I asked you before? You're using actually on your property, but as an as an engineer, this must be just such an exciting role for you to see some of these innovations play out in in real examples. Yeah, well, um, I also have a, a, a small uh, cattle block as well. We we, um, we produce uh, beef out of the out of the dairy herd, and um, and we run a TSI. Uh, a lot of uh, listeners have probably heard of the of the TSI, which is a touchscreen uh, weigh scale, mm-hmm. and um, we use that for monitoring our, our weight gains on our on our beef production. My dad actually runs that, and um, him he and I very much enjoy um, producing those cattle. And and you know at the moment we're we're um, every couple of weeks we're drafting drafting out cattle for sale, and and we do that on on weight. Uh, we also we also like to look at the the weight gain, how how well the mobs performing, and how well the individuals are performing. Um, and he's he he knows what he's trying to achieve. You know, um, we we should be doing well over a kilo a day on grass at the moment, and um, and so we're we're monitoring that and also using that, the gear to to, um, to help us make sure we're sending the right animals away. So I was going to say you're using that particular touchscreen system for all of that information. So when you are you drafting at the at the crush, I guess, with this kind of system. Yes, 
Yeah, mm. yep, yep. Uh, and we also have we have a full range of gear. The, the latest um, we've also uh, launched a new um, touchscreen wayscale called a TW5 and and TWR5. Sorry, and and this this wayscale is not just a wayscale; it also has the um, the RFID reader embedded within the same uh, scale, and that means that. Um, one piece of kit is required to both weigh and read the and read the animals as they come through the um, through the crush, um, and, and so one operator can very easily uh, you know weigh a lot of cattle. It's a very efficient system. And, and you'd see that in sort of all sorts of applications all over Australia too, with some of these bigger operations. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it's most of those units are actually coming to Australia because uh, of the of the. Um, of the efficiency of, of collecting that data, you know, it's it's so uh, easy. So you've only got to operate the gates; you don't have to touch anything else, and and you're collecting your weights, your weight gain, etc., and monitoring, you know, how well you're doing and whether your management regime is delivering the results that that you expect. Now, I guess going back to fencing a little bit, I'd imagine that solar is becoming more and more um, in use as well. How has that come into your business? Yes, solar. With, with fencing in, in remote locations, there's often a lack of uh, mains power. And so for a long time, we've made solar energisers. The capability of those energisers has become um, just better and better and better. Um, we make uh, a number of um, fully integrated units where you can buy off the shelf the solar panel uh, energiser battery combination all, all in one. So that, uh, we run that up to about four joules. Um which that's a relatively small energizer, um, but it can still you know do quite a few kilometres of fence, probably uh, four or five, maybe even ten kilometres of fence. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then we also make some um, big sort of kit systems where you can put these systems together and power very large lengths of fence. So um, we have a uh, yeah twenty eight joule product, and 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 that that product also has the communications capability I talked about before, which really provides. It takes electric fencing to the point where you can really trust it. You know, you, you, it, it, the fence being monitored all the time, you know that you have animal control and you know that you can confidently uh, fence further for less using this, uh, our electric fencing solutions. What other innovations do you think could come into that? Like how much further do you think that electric fencing technology could go? Yeah, good question. Where we're at now, I, I think that... The data side and, and and making information available to farmers is will will improve over time, uh, but in terms of the distances we can fence, I think really with pro- probably the solutions now are, are, are they can cover nearly any application. We can fence, you know, a, a single unit can power forty or fifty kilometres of fence. Um, so I, I think really in terms of electric fencing, it, it's quite a mature technology now. Mm. It's it's um, yeah certainly in the last sort of uh, 10 years, the, the technology is now, can be used for, you know, for many applications. It's not too many limits to it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I Certainly just solar is an area, solar is an area that's growing. You know, there's been quite a improvement in the ability to power these fences from its own, you know, autonomous power supply. So there's been a lot of movement in solar and, um, yeah, the last few years, you um, 
farmers interested in, in remote power sources, there's a lot more options available to them now. Well, and I guess that was always people were put off because of the expense, you know, in the initial setup and that sort of thing. But is it becoming more popular as the, as the technology improves and as power prices go up? Like, is it really what you're seeing on the ground? Yeah, yeah, there's a huge opportunity uh, in Australia um, for farmers to fence further for less using electric fencing. There's just there's no question about it. The fences produce reliable animal control, and uh, and, and you know the technology is very good. Now, we are here talking about Beef Australia. We have our big showcase event next year. Um, hopefully by that stage you'll be able to come across the ditch, but um, regardless, I'd imagine Gallagher will have quite the presence. So what are you going to be showcasing in the tent at Beef Australia? Uh, beef's an enormous opportunity for Gallagher. And we, we, we make a, uh, you know, it's, it's important to us, the Beef Show. Uh, I've been to several of the events and um, uh, over the years. And... Um, Will be uh, the first thing. The good thing there is the ability to inter- interact with our people. So uh, we've got a you know major commitment to um, to the the cattle industry, and um, and there's an opportunity to interact with our people and learn about our solutions. Mm-hmm. In terms of the solutions on show, there you'll be able to see all our different um, fencing solutions, including our, our the, the the Gallagher Western Fence solution. Be able to have a look at our um, the fencing talks. These uh, these power systems that enable us enable the farmer to see actually what's happening on their fence at all times and ensure they've got control. Also be able to see our range of weighing and RFID solutions for monitoring animal performance. So, yeah, there's some really cool technologies um, that'll be there and I'd encourage uh, anyone that goes along there to um, to the show to um, to check out Gallagher and, uh, and, and see what we can do and how we can help you increase your productivity and, and uh, fence further for less. Yeah, well, there's a big focus on ag tech at the 21 event, so I think it'll marry in quite well with um, everything that'll be on on show, which is exciting. Now, Mark, um, I'm not sure if you are an avid listener to this podcast, but there is one question that we've been asking everyone, and as a beef producer, I expect you to have a pretty good answer. But um, what um, are you a cook? Do you go into the kitchen much? I cook outside, <laughs> like a lot of other male Oh, yeah. Even in to, the yeah. freezing winters of, of New Zealand, um, well, what are you what are you cooking? Because I want to know what your favourite cut of beef is, and not show off. I want to know what you're cooking on an average Wednesday outside. Apparently, oh, it would have to be a Scotch fillet. My wife prepares it, and um, what does she do to it when you say prepare it? Oh, oh well, just just um, it's got to be cut thick, and um, you know, probably uh, nearly an inch thick. Yep. Uh, plenty of olive oil, salt and pepper, and and a nice um, steak rub of some sort, and then cook it, but not too much. Uh, you know, you can't. You've got to be able to taste the thing. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you still like it? That's the best way. Yeah, I've still got a very simple taste. Okay. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That sounds delicious. What do you What do you have it with? My favourite would be. Um, Quite often um, we have it with um, aspar- you know, some asparagus or some, a green vegetable and um, some roasted um, tomatoes on the on the vine, you know, Ooh, on the um, right. yeah, well. with salt and pepper and and maybe um, maybe a, a mashed potato or, or or we call it in New Zealand kumara, which is a sweet potato. <laughs> well, that sounds utterly delicious. So uh, I'd be quite happy to come over on a Wednesday. That sounds great, Mark. Um, You'd thank- be most welcome. <laughs> 
we just have to wait for that travel bubble to happen. But thank you yeah. very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you on What's Your Beef? And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.